Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Before I get going, do me a favor and check out my last one that I did with Chris Cooley. One of my favorites, just a really good conversation. Now, I'm going to explain my pick of Devin Bush in our ESPN Live Mock in a, in a few minutes. First, let's get to the quarterback draft scenarios. Dwayne Haskins. Heard a long time ago that some there were, were enamored with him. I don't believe this would be a unanimous decision here, but certainly one that the higher, higher-ups might want. Um, does this mean they're wrong in pursuing him, if, they, if that's what they do? No. Would they trade up for him? You know, I know I talked to some people there who said the one QB that they would trade up for would be Kyler Murray. Um, I know Doug Williams said the other day that they that the chance of trading up for somebody were, were very slim. I don't get the I don't know that I get the sense that that's what they would do. So you know, if they do that, we'll see. How high up would they go? To, would they need to go to get Haskins? I don't know. I, I it's, the hard part with that I have with them trading up to let's say in the top five or so to get him is what they have to give up to get Haskins. And it's a prohibitive gamble. They, they would be getting a guy who may, you know, by all accounts, when you watch and you talk to people, that best served by sitting a year. So you're not going to get any, if you don't get contributions from him right away, then you're giving up future capital to and, and capital now that can help you improve. I don't know that that's, that, I don't know that would be a very smart move. And I know they've been hell-bent on accruing picks the last few years, so is this, is this is Haskins the guy that they would really trade up for? I don't think that would be a unanimous decision in that building. I, I, you know, and if they do that, then it just it would be a little bit surprising to me, um, and I I don't know that that would be worth the gamble. Um, so that's why I think it might be. I don't know that I see them moving up that high again. If they do you got to get a guy who's going to contribute right now. And I don't know that there are any quarterbacks that would, that would be worth making that sort of jump to, to trade up for. Now, does that mean Dan Snyder be the one pulling the, pulling the strings? I mean, if they go up and make a big trade like that, Dan Snyder is absolutely involved. You don't make a trade like that without going to the owner and telling him this is what we want to do and this is the position we need to fill. Um, Snyder also has a connection to, to Haskins. His son goes to Bullis High School, plays on the football team, knows Haskins. Is that a reason to take him? No, but you get good intel, just like they had good intel on Jonathan Allen. Um, Snyder's not in there setting draft boards. But again, I, you know, and I was told by someone else that, you know, he goes, yeah, you know, in the RG3 case, Snyder was definitely involved in that deal. He's, that's not the case here. So is that true? I don't know. We'll see. If they make some sort of bold, aggressive move, well, I think you can draw your own conclusion. So I think, you know, before we jump and say that he's doing this and doing that, I want to see how this plays out. Um, because, you know, I, I do think that um, we'll get a better idea from what they actually do versus what everybody's saying they might do. Um, I also know with these quarterbacks or split opinions around the league, I believe that exists in Ashburn too. And that would make sense because, again, you can look at these guys, you can put together 10 people, and they're going to have a lot of different opinions on all these quarterbacks, and the order is not going to be unanimous. I just don't believe that's the case. So, again, if they trade up, it just doesn't feel like that's what they would do. But, you know, again, nothing surprises me anymore. So just brace yourself for whatever. Haskin does have some issues. Footwork, anticipation, some, sometimes throws too much of his upper body. He is a good player. The comparison I heard early in this process was Byron Lefwich. Is that accurate? Now, it's for, for one thing, it was one person's opinion as to who he would compare him to. 
I know some people really like him, Lewis Riddick, Dan Orlovsky with ESPN. And I know Chris Cooley is not the biggest fan of him. Who's right? I don't know. We'll see. Um, I think with, with Haskins, there's a beauty in the eyeball of the beholder. There's some, some things, if you like him, you're really going to like him. There's some things, if you don't like him, that you're going to harp on. And Josh Rosen, would they trade for him? People there have been consistent in saying that they haven't met about him. Now, I do know that he's come up in some discussions. It would be impossible not to. I don't know how he wouldn't. But that's different than them sitting around and having these meetings, you know, going over the tape of him, doing this, doing that, and then, you know, plotting the strategy as how to get him. But they know that he might be available. They, they have a book on him from last year coming out of the draft, and they did meet with him at the Combine. So they do have some of that. They do have some, some of the same concerns that people had about him coming out last year um, before last year's draft. Um, and I think those concerns still exist because they haven't fully been answered. The only way you can answer them is by how things progress. You know, other quarterbacks have off-field stuff too in terms of other interests, Aaron Rodgers, guys like that. They're, so is that a big deal? I don't know, but I know that there's some level of at least questions about that. But I also know that some of those same people who have questions would say for a third-round pick, yeah, of course you do that. He has first-round value, so why wouldn't you? Will they go get him? I don't know. They, like I said, they haven't had tons of meetings about him. It doesn't mean they wouldn't do it. I also know that if Arizona called, they would listen. How would you not? They need a quarterback. Um, and if they could get one for a third like Rosen, I think that's definitely a possibility. Why wouldn't it be? It's really good value. For a long time, I felt that they would slow play this one. This is just based on talking to a lot of people. Um, I felt like they would slow play this one. If any move would be made, it would be on draft day. The minute they call Arizona, then Arizona knows that they want them. And so maybe the price is at a certain point. If they, if they can wait and have Arizona call them, because listen, Arizona, go, if they're going to get Kyler Murray, they know Washington needs a quarterback. Why wouldn't you call them? So I think there's a little bit of a game of chicken being played here. Um, and the first thing that has to happen is that Arizona takes Kyler Murray. And we'll see Thursday night what, what happens there. Daniel Jones. He has fans in the building. Smart, tough, athletic. They like his arm, makes quick progressions, be good in the quick game that Jay Gruden likes to use. He's not the flashiest guy, isn't accurate down the field beyond 15, 20 yards. Um, some of the league question is leadership. Um, but I texted with someone about this the other day, and the response was instant, which told me that he probably likes this guy. Um, stuck up for him in this area, said that teammates respect him, had a good bond with them, so that mattered to, to, this, um, to this guy, um, someone in the NFL. Um, if the Redskins want to create a buzz with tickets, this isn't the guy. But what they need to do is win and get the right guy. Um, he's probably closer to a ceiling. Well-coached, experienced. Um, is that a bad thing? No, but I think you know what you're going to get with him right now. Drew Locke, don't see it at 15. Footwork is really bad. Someone in the league told me it was atrocious. Stares down guys at times. It was a knock early in his career. He's gone through a lot of coordinators too, so he's always in the process of learning an offense. So is that has that been the primary issue? I don't know, but I think if they traded back into late in the first round, they might be more interested. It'd be hard for me to see that at 15. There are possibilities after round one. All offseason, the feeling I've had is there'll be some sort of splash at some point. I don't know if that will. That's more been more of a gut feel. Um, this big splash would be Kyler Murray, Haskins, or Rosen. When they need and want a guy, they'll be aggressive in getting him, and they outbid others for Griffin and Smith. And yes, that's when the owner would be involved. He's going to sign off on that. Other owners would be too. Um, does that mean he's calling the shots? I don't know that. Um, they have a lot of quarterback voices in the room, scouts who have worked hard on various reports over the last year who know a ton. If they make a trade for a quarterback, if that's what they did, and again, I'm not saying that they will, but if they do, 
you better hope that they listen to all of these voices. It might be different opinions, but I hope that they do for, for your sake. Um, it's not saying these moves will be bad. I don't know that. Um, but I hope it's not just a couple of people trying to outsmart others. Otherwise, you get the last two decades. I think they need to be very smart here. Um, and we'll see what happens there. I mean, there's a, so much smoke coming out of Redskins Park. And I think some of that is designed. So some of that, I think, shows the confusion, in, not the confusion in the building, the different opinions out there, but think some of it, too, could be some sort of smoke screens. We'll find out Thursday night what is what. Could other positions be in play at 15? Sure. If they somehow landed Rosen, they could go elsewhere here, maybe on defense. I took Devin Bush in our mock draft for a simple reason. Haskins was gone, and Jones just doesn't excite me there. Um, you can check out the results of the mock on ESPN.com to go see that and see who was available. TJ Hawkinson was not there, so don't bring him up. My choices really were between Bush, Jones, Brian Burns, and all the receivers. I think it's too high for the receivers. You want them, you trade down. I love Burns. I really do, and I'd be very happy with him. But it came down to Bush's ability to impact all three downs. He's fast. He's an excellent blitzer. He's a leader. And I think when you have some questions about Reuben Foster – and you, you can't count on Sean Deion Hamilton as a starter at this point. The, the, the thing I've always told you and what I've been, it's been described to me, yes, he can start, but he may also be better as a backup slash special teamer. Don't know yet, but, I don't, but he's, there's nothing solidified there. So if you find a guy that can make an impact here, you take him. Because the transformation of that defense, if you have that defensive line up front and that speed um, in the middle – you know, and we saw with Zach Brown, you need more than speed, but that's a good place to start. And if you have guys who play with speed and play fast and play smart, even better. And that's where they can transform the defense. Look at Dallas, Leighton Vanderesh, Jalen Smith, huge difference. I know some evaluators who, who love Bush and feel he's better than LSU's Devin White. We'll see. I would have been, like I said, I would have been happy with Burns too. So if you say that's your guy, oh, I'm okay with that. I like him a lot. Jones, I, you know, Jones, I debated because I know they need a quarterback and I know some there like him. My gut tells me some others there would have taken Jones and um, that's fine, um, but I did not. So, okay, that's it. Now, after this break, I'll be back with my ESPN counterpart in Denver, Jeff Legwald. Check out his top 100 prospects for the draft on ESPN.com for some high quality work. We'll be talking about possible picks for the Redskins. Okay, now I'm joined by my ESPN colleague in Denver, Jeff Legwald, does one of the best things you're going to see before the draft. It's Jeff Legwald's Top 100. Been doing it for years. Always one of the most informative and on-target draft looks that you're going to look at at any of these prospects. So, Jeff, first of all, how long have you been doing the Top 100? I think this was the 34th year. How many of your Top 100 last year, how many went in that Top 100? Uh, I think last year was 83. What's your what's been your best year? My best year was I can't remember the year I hit eighty eight one year. That's been my best. I'd say that's fantastic. Now we finished our mock draft with that fifteenth pick. I took Devin Bush. Now I'm going to tell you who I'm choosing from is Bush, Brian Burns, Daniel Jones, and then any of the receivers because they have a need with all those spots. My rationale is that they can build a really really good defense with Devin Bush. I think he was the most to me he was the most impact guy on the board. Um, I don't know how long Ruben Foster is going to be in there, so I wanted to go and get a guy there. What did you think of that pick, given who I just mentioned on the board? Uh, he could go higher. 
Well, you know, some teams have him higher on the board than that even. Uh, both he, Devin White, and Devin Bush, um, super high-value picks for a lot of teams. The, this board's value overall into the second, third, even the fourth round is defense. So the highest-value picks on this board are going to be defense all the way through. Now, everyone's going to be enamored with give me the skill guys, give me receivers, give me uh, quarterbacks, give me running back. You know, there, people get enamored with the guys who touch the ball, but the value of this board is defense, and the teams that stick to that will do the best in terms of getting the most from their picks. It would not stun me if no receivers or no running backs go in the first round. Unlikely scenario, but it would not stun me with this board the way it's constructed. So the one guy to me, like because they need a quarterback, Daniel Jones, and I don't think they're going to take Drew Locke there. So I didn't put him on the list, but Daniel Jones is a guy I think they'd be tempted by. You had him, I think it was forty-two. So you had him at forty-two. Why there? And you know, would you have taken him at fifteen? I think I think fifteen is a little high, but again, John, you and I have talked. I think there's two boards every year. There's the board. And then there's the quarterback board. And, and the quarterback board, everyone is overdrafted because they're quarterbacks. And even teams who select those guys, you know, like the quarterbacks taken last year, there's a good chance uh, Baker Mayfield, Sam Rosen, and Josh – or Sam Bradford and – or <laughs> Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold, everyone. There's a good chance those three quarterbacks were not graded into those spots – by most every team but that's where they're selected because of the position they play the importance it has in team building and the the rush to get them so this year the quarterbacks will be overdrafted you know up to four of them probably including Haskins Murray Locke and and uh, Daniel Jones so those four guys are going to get overdrafted that's going to push defensive guys down the board who were graded more highly well you took a quarterback, Dwayne Haskins, and I think he's a guy the Redskins would really be interested in if they could either somehow move up a little bit or if he fell to them, certainly. So, you know, and he's a guy that has drawn a lot of um, questions about him because he only played the one year. What were you hearing about him throughout this process? I, I think, to me, Haskins is the best quarterback on the board, most complete, ready-made pro, pro. Does that mean I think he should start as a rookie? I don't think he's quite there, but patience never virtue with quarterbacks. So, uh, and I don't think he'll be there at 10. I took him in our mock draft because that was the way it unfolded in front of me. I don't think there's any possible way that either Murray or Haskins is anywhere close to the number 10 pick. Again, you know, this is the lying season, so people tell you different things. But from what I'm hearing from a lot of teams, I, I think both quarterbacks could go in the top eight, the top two quarterbacks. The other guy, the other quarterback of interest in this draft is not one who's actually in this draft, but it's Josh Rosen. So if you, and I know you didn't include him on this board, obviously, but if you had to put him among this quarterback group based on what you know, what you hear, where would you put him? Probably where he was taken last year. I'd probably have him as the third quarterback on this on this board. I'd have him behind uh, Haskins and Murray and probably ahead of Locke and Daniel Jones. That's that's probably where I'd fit him just because of uh, his ability in the pocket, the passing game, how he, he looks at the field, how he evaluates defenses. I think he's a little ahead of the other guys. And what, is, is he a guy that, you know, when, when you look at the trade value, what do you think the trade value would be for him? The longer they wait, the further down it goes. I mean, he if they wait until draft day, you've – you know, I think that's a tough call. The problem that for the Cardinals is the minute you make that call, everyone knows what you're doing. So you're not going to get 
the value. You just have to commit to your plan and say you think Murray's the guy and you're, you know, the heck with everything else. Just do what's necessary to make that pick and you take the best value you can get. But it's unprecedented for a team to use back-to-back picks in the top ten on quarterbacks. It, it, you either missed really badly on the on the first one or you really like the second one. Either, either one of those scenarios is, a, is, is unprecedented, I would think. So then with the Redskins, I want to look at the second round because this board goes in there. They need another receiver. And obviously they're going to still need a quarterback, but I think there's going to be ways that whether they get Rosen or there's a guy that could be there in the second round. Are there any quarterbacks you like in that second round territory that might you know, be pay, worth paying attention to? Yeah, you know, if, if Jones and, you know, is off the board before the first round is over, he's probably the second round value. But if he goes off the board in the first round, now you, I think you got to look at, at all the quarterbacks and where you, where you think they fit, what you do. You know, there's Stidham from Auburn people like. Uh, uh, you know, there's several down-the-board players. I think if you rush into the second round, you're going to, again, it's going to be a significant reach. I think Finley would be the next quarterback uh, that I like, and an awful lot of teams would put Finley in that next tier. But it's a gap there between those first four and the other guys. Why Finley? Just, again, a presence in the pocket, his ability to move three, five, seven-step drops, to throw on the move. He, he's kind of uh, of a crossover quarterback. He could play the movement game if he wanted him to, and he can play from the pocket, which you know, as the NFL makes this transition, you know, they're not all in on college offenses yet because you can't protect that in the NFL. You you, you give up the edge uh, if you play that full-blown, you know, air raid scheme. You're, you, you've got better athletes on defense that you've got to deal with. So you need a guy who can sort of do both because you're going to do elements of both. Kind of, You're going to do traditional offense. You're going to do the new wave with the – the jet sweeps and the motion and all those things that people are adding now from the college game. But, you know, you got to protect it, and your quarterback's got to be able to function in both areas. You're almost asking the guy to do more than ever before. Receivers, another area they could go in the second round. Who's the value there? It seems like a lot of the people have, and I think you even have a lot of guys in that second-round territory. I think that's the value of receiver. Again, it would not stun me, you know, it you know, I think it, people would be surprised, but I, I can see many scenarios where there's no receivers in the first round. Uh, I like Paris Campbell. I think that's a great value pick just because everybody wants uh, the guy who can sort of push the lid off and get that safety out of the box. And if you have a guy like that, teams have to play you pretty honest, even no matter where he's lined up. So, And he's the one of the real speed guys at the position who you – a team could get in the second round. I, I think he's first round value, but he may fall into the second round. That's that would, to me. That's great value because his routes are pretty good, and he he's one of the speed guys who have very good routes to me. And then and his play speed is high, so uh, receivers have a hard time transitioning to the NFL because the DBs put their hands on them, and they're not used to it. They haven't had to deal with it. Uh, so that transition is tough, but he has the components, which the route running and, and the speed, to make that a difficult matchup. Because the, the other guys, I know the guys that they would probably be tempted by, even at 15, I don't think they take a guy there, but Marquise Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and Keel Harry, and then A.J. Brown. So do, of that group, is there a guy that you, you heard the best things about? 
I like A.J. Brown the best of that group, and, and Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown's coming off the Liz Frank uh, injury, so your medical people, a team's medical people, will make the determination on where he falls on the board. If everybody gives him the green light, that's a guy who's that's, – that's a playmaker waiting to happen because he can play in the slot, which is – Right now, tight end and slot receiver are the toughest matchups for defenses in the league. And if you can have one of those guys, you're going to make plays. And he, you know, Marquise Brown is the real slot threat in this draft. And A.J. Brown are the top receivers. He is the best route runner. Now, he doesn't always play as fast as his time speed, but his routes are way ahead of most college receivers. And when the quarterback expects him to be 13 yards out, that's where he's going to be, and that means you will contribute right away because the quarterback trusts you. Okay, the very last question for me, and it's not about the draft. And, again, check out Jeff's top 100 on ESPN.com. Case Keenum, Redskins traded for him. You know him well. You saw him last year. What are the Redskins getting in him? I think they get a tough guy who has learned a lot. I think the, the being given the starting job from training camp on was a new experience for him. It was the first time in his career he went through an offseason training camp into the regular season as the unquestioned guy and he did it in a place uh, I think Denver is under uh, people underestimate the kind of pressure being with the Broncos at quarterback puts on a guy and how people react to it. Players have had year after year decade after decade have had a hard time with it. Even Elway early in his career talks about just the the fanaticism in the region for the team. It is the one unifying thing. There's no place to escape it. You can't hang out in a certain part of the city. You can't do certain things and escape it. You're always the Bronco quarterback. And I think that was a tough transition for Case, but I think he learned a lot and I think they're getting a guy who will he will work hard he's a he's a good leader if he knows he's the guy and I think that's important if they've put him in that role he will lead a locker room and if they can protect him you'll get a guy who can throw on time and get the ball out but when his protection uh sort of deteriorated at times then he had a hard time he was backing up in the pocket uh, you know escaping directly back and that's never a good idea so you know that's one thing he'll they need to avoid with him. But if they, they get him a clean pocket, he'll get the ball to the right people. Jeff, I appreciate you joining me. Thank you. Well, that's all for me right now. Finally, we can get to the draft and end all the speculation. And after that, what we can do is talk about the draft pick. So tune in next time. Thank you and enjoy the draft.